0: Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 162. This episode is brought to you by the Homeschool Mom Collective. I know there are many of you that would love a helping hand, some additional support, and just a bit of structure each month with answering the question, what should I be doing right now to keep my homeschool on track? Of course, if you're listening to this in the spring, this is the time to plan for the new year and buy curriculum and get all those things set up. Other times in the year, there are other priorities to keep your home and your homeschool running smoothly. So if you would love this extra support, I want you to Use the coupon code PLAN40 and get 40% off access to the Homeschool Mom Collective. You can find that at 41more.com forward slash membership. Welcome to episode 162. As always, you can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 162. Today we're tackling a reader question, and it's a really great question. And you probably have had this question at one point or another, or maybe this is on your mind right now. Here's what the reader said. How do you balance so many ages, levels and needs? When I focus on one child, I inevitably don't get to focus on another. I know we've all been there because I've been there too. It's just kind of a natural thing to at first before you really get into a great groove with homeschooling And as you're adding on babies to the family and they're growing into toddlers who get into everything, this is a little bit of a challenge for sure. But I think with some really strategic ideas and solutions, it doesn't have to throw every day into chaos. So as a homeschool mom of five kids, we've graduated two now, and I've been through every stage. I've been through having lots of little ones. and I've been through having older kids, and then we adopted our toddler. So, I mean, I know what it's like to be spanning all different ages, grades, levels, people, some kids with learning difficulties that need more attention, and some kids with, you know, personalities that need more attention. I know how this feels, and I know what's worked, and so I want to give you some ideas that you can put into practice right now or plan on doing this in the fall when you start up homeschooling again. But, Like I said, homeschooling multiple ages does not have to throw every day into chaos and confusion. So I want to go through a several, some of them are mindsets and some of them are really practical things you can do right now to get this all fixed and settled for the new homeschool year. The first piece of advice I would give you, and this is coming from myself as a chronic multitasker. I used to be really proud of the way I could multitask and do so many things at once. But when you're homeschooling, and really in all of life, I don't think multitasking works for most things. There is no balancing, you know, trying to do a bunch of things over here and then also homeschooling the kids over here. It just leads to frustration. And so I love the Jim Elliott quote wherever you are, be all there. And I think. Think when you're in the homeschooling hours of your day, focus on that and be all there. It'll be a lot less frustrating for everyone. And then in the afternoon, when everyone's done, everyone goes off and plays, does their hobbies, you know, then you get time alone as mom or time to, you know, be with the baby or the toddler or work on your business, whatever those things are. But I just feel like sometimes when we try to divide our attention between so many things, it actually backfires on us. So the question of, okay, how do I balance so many ages and levels and needs? There are, some things to put in place that will help that, but definitely realize as you're focusing on one of your children. Teach your other children that you want to focus on them as you need to and during the day you are going to focus on different children and for them to be patient while you're working with their sibling, right? So this is as much something as they need to realize as it is for you to realize that your focus, there's no such thing as dividing your attention really well. You want to focus on each child individually, but those children, those other children that aren't being helped at the moment need to be patient and realize that's your goal. So I would say, be all there, have your attention where it needs to be. And then let's go into some more details though, because you're still saying, okay, but I still have three kids that have different needs and I'm cl- they're clamoring for my help. How does this look on a daily basis? So let's move on to our second tip. And this has to do with planning. This is going to make or break your ability to homeschool multiple ages and stages and grade levels. It really will. So If you don't get it right in the planning stage, your daily, um, the way it looks on a daily basis is going to be affected. So here's what you have to do at this point in the year. If you haven't done it already, I always recommend doing a really great one page overview and make kind of like a, a chart columns, rows, a matrix, and have all your kids listed across one of the, one of you know, across the top and all the subjects listed uh, down the side. And then go ahead and fill everything in. What subjects does each child need to do? And then here's where those of you who are visual like I am, you will be able to see, okay, how many kids can I group together for different subjects? Remember, the skill-based subjects like math, like language arts, those things need to be, you know, individually skill-based. Your third grader is going to do a different math than your eighth grader. However pretty much every other subject can be taught together because it's content-based. History doesn't have to be a separate history for third grade as it is for eighth grade. Now your eighth grader is going to do more. They're going to do extra reading. They might write you a report. They might be doing some more deep diving into the topic, but you can still learn the same content. And so this is going to really help you. If you're able to have a really great... 30,000 foot overview of your homeschool needs for the coming year, see who you can group together. This is going to simplify the way your days play out with multiple kids. I have a homeschool planning schedule packet that you can grab for free, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Because if you print that out, there are different charts on there that you can use to do this big overall planning that I'm talking about. So I would say go ahead and just get it all sketched out. Who can you put together? Now, that's the first step is your big overview year planning, right? Because listen, You are going to feel crazy on a day-to-day basis if you haven't, you know, minimal, made it simple, you know, if you haven't figured out, okay, I can teach the second and fourth graders the same history, the same science, that's going to simplify because not every kid in K through eighth needs to have five or six separate subjects each. That is where you're going crazy, I'm guessing, okay? So yes. It's always gonna be a little crazy once you have more than one child or several children or whatever. It's always gonna be a little crazy, but there are ways to simplify and not make it as crazy. And I think the planning is really huge. Now, one of the things also to take into account um, is, you know, like a morning time or a morning basket, or maybe it's gonna be right at lunchtime. You know, what things can you all do together around the kitchen table or on the couch right away in the morning? where you get a bunch of things checked off your list and it's you, you, the kids don't have to compete for your attention. You're teaching them family style all together. So that's a great way where you're balancing all the ages and needs and levels. Not everything has to be worksheet based. A lot of things can be conversation, you know, do read aloud together and talk about the story. This can encompass all different grade levels and ages and needs. And even your toddlers can sit there, play with Lego or play with toys while you're doing a family read loud in the morning. See how you don't always have to be working one-on-one with each child. You can do things together and then save that one-on-one time when they need specific help with their math because they're the only one doing that specific math lesson. But if you can figure out the way to teach most of the other subjects together, this is really going to simplify. Now, we'll get to um roles in a minute because this is another aspect but if you have high schoolers they can still do a bunch of stuff with you together but they're also gaining independence and I'm going to guess that a lot of your high schoolers are pretty independent by now and you don't have to worry about balancing them because they're going to be able to work through their work quite well by ninth through twelfth grade so I'm mainly thinking about the K through eight because they are more needy especially the younger ones obviously and so that's what I would, would say. So number one, I said, be all there. Try, don't try to multitask. Number two, do a great job with planning. See who you can group together. And then number three... This is also very important because if you don't get it right here, and I'm not saying you're going to ruin your whole whole homeschool year if you don't do what I say, but I just know by experience that number three, your curriculum choices are going to play a huge role in whether you can balance the ages and levels and needs or whether every day you're pulling your hair out. Let me explain what I mean. Now if you've been homeschooling any length of time and you've seen the curriculum that's out there, you know that some curriculum is just not made for the homeschool family. Some curriculum is made for traditional school setting even if it's made for, you know, a Christian school setting or whatever. And most of these curriculum companies will try to tell you that your third grader needs to be doing six or seven third grade subjects, and your fifth grader needs to do six or seven fifth grade subjects. And you might have bought all the box curriculum, and you think that everyone needs to do everything you know, on their grade level, and this is why it's hard to balance everyone. Well, this is where I'm talking about not going that route and actually teaching a lot of things together. But also choosing curriculum that is open and go. Because another thing that can cause a lot of chaos in your day is if you have curriculum that is so hard to use, you know, it takes you 20 minutes with the teacher's manual to figure out what this lesson is. Or, you know, you have to have all these extra materials. And so you had to look in the teacher lesson planner book and figure out, oh my goodness, I need all these manipulatives today and I don't have them. And I got to get, you know, if it takes too much work for you to figure out what your child needs to do every day, or if they can't, you know, even do some things independently, then I don't think it's a great curriculum choice for a homeschool family, especially if you have lots of kids that you're trying to balance. So, Let me give you some examples of curriculum that we have found that over the years has done a great job with with just helping our kids be independent, be able to open and go and do the next lesson. So one awesome curriculum that I honestly didn't use till a couple years ago when I got to review a copy of it would be Fix It Grammar from IEW, Institute for Excellence in Writing. And, um, we tried this out. I forget how old my son was when he used it, but it was it was very easy to use Now, they have since updated their fix out grammar, and we just got their new editions this spring and started using them for, let me think, our eighth grader. And our third grader and their new editions are even better, but they write for the homeschool market. So you can be sure that their curriculum and resources are easy to just open and go do the next thing you don't need to read a confusing teacher's guide as you figure it out. Another example of a curriculum that is written for the homeschool market and therefore it's easy to open and go and to use, I think would be like Apologia Science with their student notebooks. We've used these at all different levels from elementary school, middle school, high school, and they're really... Easy to pick up, know what you need to do, and complete your assignments each day. So it does make a difference. You don't want to have a confusing curriculum because that's going to add to the chaos and trying to balance lots of kids and everyone has their own teacher's manual. You have to look up what to do that day. So you don't want to have to deal with that. So your curriculum choices are really important in that they're easy to use. They're open and go. They don't require lots of prep work from you. And so I would say to look for that when you're making plans. Plans for the next homeschool year. Okay, so we're answering the reader question: How do you balance so many ages, levels, and needs when I focus on one child? I can't focus on another. So here is my next um, practical question that I want you to ask yourself. Do your children know what to do next? What is your homeschool flow? What are the routines that are in place? Do they know what to do to do next? You might know in your mind how you think the homeschool day should flow but have you communicated that to your kids even young kids can look at a flow chart or they can use work boxes your older kids can use something like Trello you can have a looping schedule you can have a chart on the fridge whatever it is but do they know what to do next this is even important all the way up to like how do you start your homeschool day do they know what to do do you expect them to get dressed do you want them to um, get their breakfast and eat? Do you want them to read? Do you want them to get started? Are they allowed to go play until you start school with them? What is your routine? And so I would make sure you've communicated with that, them and thought it out, and then they know what to do next. So this is also important for if you're helping one child with their math, and you've got two other children that need your help, have you thought through what are the things that you would want them to do should they go read should they just you know can they doodle on their paper like can they go play do they need to move on to another subject in their work box that they can do independently maybe you have a puzzle that you want them to work on you know can they get the play-doh out whatever it might be but routines are really important and they don't have to be rigid they can be super flexible you don't have to have rigid time schedules in your homeschool. you know 10 o'clock is math nine o'clock is this you know But routines are important. So ask the question, do my children know what to do next during our homeschool day? And if they don't, that's a great place to start. Because if you can smooth that out and everyone knows what's expected, what to do if mom's busy with someone else, it's not going to feel so crazy. And so I think that's a really great place to start. The final thing I wanted to talk about is the role of the homeschool mom and your kids through the ages and different stages. So obviously, children are growing, they're not at the same grade level, they're not at the same maturity level, they're not at the same responsibility level. And your goal is to work yourself out of a job. Don't forget, when you have lots of younger kids, it is very intensive for mom, there's so much required for you because you have to teach them all how to read and they can't do a whole lot on their own. Um, As they get older, this should change too. Your role as a homeschool mom should change. This is why I said I think of it in two chunks like K through 8th, and then 9th through 12th. Well, I hardly even see my high schoolers on a daily basis. They are so independent. Some of them are doing dual enrollment college classes. I mean, I see them and I help them as needed, but I'm not sitting there working on their subjects with them. They're doing it on their own because we've chosen curriculum that they can just open and go. We've planned it out. They know what to do. We've communicated on Trello what needs done every day. And so I, they are so independent and it's really been great for our family and for them obviously to be this independent and responsible for their own education. But of course, with your younger kids, it's going to be a lot more um, responsibility on you as a mom. But keep that in mind, things are going to change. So when you have a new baby, when you have the toddlers that are now just starting to move around more or get into things, You are going to maybe have a stressful year here and there, but don't think that it's going to be this way forever. Kids do grow up. Dynamics change in the family year to year. And just remember that your goal is to raise lifelong learners, keep the relationships in the family, you know, strong. Remember why you're homeschooling in the first place. And don't let one hard year discourage you so much from your pursuit of this homeschool adventure, right? So don't let it make you want to quit. Things will be different next year. And that's just the way it is. So consider your role as a homeschool mom is changing. It's not always going to be you as the primary educator. Pretty soon when your kids grow up, you're going to be more of a cheerleader, a mentor, a coach. And so, you know, during the hard years with lots of younger kids that are trying to vie for your attention during the day. You know, remember, things are going to change. I do have a few resources that might be helpful. I already mentioned the scheduling planning pack, which I'll link to in the show notes, but you might be interested in my short workshop, Yearly Lesson Planning in Less Than An Hour, and also How to Teach Multiple Ages Without Losing Your Mind. I'll link to those in the show notes. Now, if you want more um, support and structured hand holding throughout the homeschool year for this topic and every topic that you might encounter during your year, you know, when you say, okay, What should I be doing right now? I'm losing my sanity. Am I missing something? Then I invite you to join us in the Homeschool Mom Collective, which you can find at 41more.com forward slash membership. And if you use the coupon code PLAN40, you will get a whopping 40% off. So I hope you will join us and look forward to the most confident, peaceful, and just really enjoyable homeschool year coming this fall. Remember, you can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 162. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.